Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah slash Harlebanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kuf Yurtet, 119. We will begin today's Shiur with Daf Kuf Yurtet Amudav, five lines down. Our Gemara is discussing the proper preparations to get ready for Shabbat. Beautiful daf of the Gemara. Says the Gemara as follows. Yerchanina would get dressed in beautiful clothes as Shabbat, as Friday was ending. And he would tell his student, Let's go greet the Queen Shabbat. Um, so he would he would act as if a, a physical king would come with the town. So okay. Rabbi said, let's go greet the Shabbat Queen. He would put on nice clothes on Erev Shabbat. No man, he would say, Boy kala, boy kala, come queen, come queen. Uh, to us, this doesn't seem like a chidush. We say this every Friday night in our Lechadodi. Our Lechadodi right. is only 500 years old. This Gemara is well over a thousand years old. So Lechadodi got it from this Gemara and not the vice versa. Rabba Baravuna, Ikli Lebe Rabba Barav Nachman. He came to Rabba Barav Nachman. They brought him three se'ah of thin masa that was covered with fat. So he told him, Did you know I was coming? Right? He told him, Um, are you more chashu than Shabbat? Which means, we made it for Shabbat. We didn't know you were coming. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Abba, now, Rabbi Abba bar Zabda, uh, in his story, by the way, the reason why he thought that it was for him and not for Shabbat was because he thought that they would tell him this would give you the Shabbat suits. Because they didn't want him to, he, they, he was assuming they wouldn't want to sketch him and say they prepared it for him. You're not supposed to sketch someone they prepared it for him when you really prepared it for something else. Mm-hmm. And they thought it, they thought it was more proper not to tell him because I guess the more kavod. Right. He would buy uh, with thirteen salim, thirteen coins from 13 butchers in order to taste all the best type of meats on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. He would leave when he would, after he would buy it, he would bring it back home, Rashi. So Rashi has two shatim, but one of the shatim is that when he would buy the 13 types of meats from the 13 butchers, he would leave them on his doorstep for his cook to make it, and he wouldn't even come inside, but he was in a big rush to leave. Uh, because he was always going to get more meat for Shabbat. I'm going. Hurry up, hurry up. I want to go get ready to get more. 
When a person runs to do something, he shows how chashuv it is. And therefore, when a person runs around on Erev Shabbat, you show him the chashivut of Shabbat, as opposed to a slow, labored, lazily walk. Looks like it's not so important. Right. He would sit on a special uh, chair, which is very chashuv, and he would blow on the fire in order to cook for Shabbat. He would, Ravanan would wear a black clothes on Friday, which is not so fancy, in order to show that he's, he's cooking today. Today is a cooking day and not a fancy day. Friday is not a day to show off. It's a day to focus and wear overalls, as it were, just to get ready for Shabbat. The town of Israel, the clothes that you use to cook, you don't use it to serve your master. And so, too, the clothes you wear on Friday shouldn't be your clothes for Shabbat. These are rabbis who used to do things in the house to get ready for Shabbat instead of giving it to their many servants to do. So Rav Sapra used to burn the, the, the hair off the animals that he was going to eat for Shabbat. And Rava would salt the fish, Malach Shibuta. Rav Huna would light the candles for Shabbat. Rav Papa Gidel he would make the wicks for Shabbat. He would cut up the the beets for Shabbat. And Rabbi, they would break, they would chop up wood for Shabbat. He would light the fires with, with, with the small flint stones to make the fire for Shabbat. He would carry packages on his shoulders in and out of the house. For Shabbat. Normally, a rabbi wouldn't do this, and he did it to show Kavod Shabbat. Amad, meaning, if I was in Rav Ami, my big Rebbe's house, wouldn't I carry for them on my shoulders? I would, but by my Rebbe's house, I would. And therefore, if I could do it by Rebbe's house, I could do it by Shabbat. If Chalavadia mm-hmm. would come in, let's say, give me an example. Joseph in your town. 
Ideally, we don't call it mechasin. So he sold all his, um, all his property. He liquidated his property. He made Bahu Magina and he bought a very expensive diamond. Ati Mistaine and he put it in his handkerchief. Others say it was in his hat. Right? As he was passing over a bridge, up as he got a wind came, shot him in my in the water. Balak Navala, a fish ate it. Aske Aiti Apanya the Balashata, and he and the the fishermen caught it on Elm Shabbat Lake. Amir, they said, who's going to buy it today? It's right before Shabbat. Who's going to buy it? You know, there's no refrigeration. It's not like it could save the fish for two days and sell it later in two days. On Sunday, it'll smell. Who's going to buy it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, he could buy, you know, always buy things for Shabbat at all times. Yosef. With everyone else he's trying to sell to, they already have their fish for Shabbat, so there's no one to sell it to. But Yosef will always buy something extra for Shabbat, go to him. So obviously they bought it, and Zubnet, he bought it. Tadeh, he cut it open, Ashkabim, I'm going to the diamonds. Zabne, but later, he sold it for 13 addicts full of gold coins. Hanu, Beha, Hustaba, an old man came and he told Yosef, Man whoever lends money to Shabbat, Shabbat always pays him back. And don't worry, the reason why he got rich because Shabbat paid you back. By me, Rabbi, inshallah, by all of us. By me, Rabbi, how did the rich people of Israel get to the to be rich? In case you're wondering how to be rich, this Gemara is a quick guidebook on how to get rich depending on your geographical location. Says the Gemara, how did the people of Israel get rich? So he said back, Amalem, Rishush Ma'ashrim, was they take Ma'asev from the produce in the field. Ma'asev only happens in Israel, not in other places. Shneemar, Aser, Ta'asev, Aser, Rishush Ma'ashrim. It says a double as from Aser, Ta'asev. May we learn if you take Ma'asev from your, from your crops, then you get rich. And they asked him, okay, what about Ma'asev? In Babylonia, there is no Ma'asev. How do they get rich? How do they get rich? Because they respect the Torah. What about from other nations? How do they get rich? They get rich when you give kavod to Shabbat. One time, I stayed by a, a guy's house in Lutkia. Lutkia is a town outside Israel. The Yuvil of Hanav Shulchan is the house. They brought in front of him a golden table. The golden table weighed as much as 16 men. Wow. No, it didn't weigh as much as them. It needed 16 men to carry it. Gold is a very heavy, heavy um, element. There were 13 rungs of silver in this. There's many different types of utensils on it. 
in the summer, he would sit with the students in a place where there's sun. In the winter, he would put it in a place where it would get shady and he would get during the Suleh. In order they should hurry up and get up and go home because of the sun. Which means, since Hoshesha was blind, he didn't know when to start. So he would make sure to put the, the students in a place where the sun would come and they would get hot. Or the, the, the shade would come and they'll get cold in order that they stop and start the meal at the right time. Otherwise, he wouldn't know when to start. Now, Zera, turn the page. He would always look at groups of rabbis. The Amr and tell them, Please don't forget to go eat. Don't learn all day and forget to go eat. Even if a kid praying on Friday, you have to say on Friday night. Why? Anyone who prays on Friday is you know what happens to him? He becomes a partner with God. Okay. The person's acknowledging that he created the world, so he's part of it. But, yes, and that you become you become a partner in, in the creation of the world. Right. How do we know that talking is like with the word of God, Hashem created the heavens. If you pray on Friday, the two angels who accompany you will put their hands on your head and tell you that your sins will be forgiven. All by praying on Friday and saying, Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Rabbi, go back for one quick second about the eating meat during the week. What they say, they're not going to stop you from eating meat during the week, correct? They're just saying, just adjust your hour. At the time you're going to eat, correct? Correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure about that point. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to that one. Tanya, we the Brighter. This you heard. You know that two angels walk you home on Friday night from school. Right. You know that, Carl? Why? You knew this? Right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, good. Okay, now, what do they do? And then when we sing, uh, we sing, uh, uh, um, Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem, correct. Good. Right? Echad tov, echad One's good, one's bad. Mm-hmm. When they come to the house, and they see the candle lit, and they see that the table's set, when we talk about this, and you see that the bed's made, the last talk, the good angel says, it should be like this next week, 
means that one covers other Yemen Yisrael will cover even over the Zara. I'm going to say Kish. Only I'll name the whole cover of the entire name with all your strength. Poschimo Shalit Ben Aiden. They open for you the gate of paradise. Shneemad Pitzchul Sharim. They have all going to dig Shomer Emorim. I'll say Shomer Emorim. Don't read it. The one who guards the faithful. Ella Shomerim Amen. Read it. Those who say Amen. Very powerful. And for Alam Khina, Elmel Neiman, the Tins for Elmel Neiman, the God who is trustworthy. So Apostle Clear or no? Yes. Question? No. You had a question? No, I was saying that the the Hashem Abba is very powerful. It can make a lot of uh, you know do a do a lot in the heavens. Certainly seems like that. Yep. Whenever you have a dangerous fire, it happens because people of Chol Shabbat. If you don't listen to Shabbat, I'll send a fire out which will burn the palace of Jerusalem, which will not be put out. Reason number six, 
That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Is that true? How can you say no one the word? We're going to bring up a suk that's describing how there was no one in Jerusalem who knew Torah. And we're saying that, um, that when these guys were asked, do you know Torah? They answered no. So you see that they are trustworthy. How can you say they weren't trustworthy? We're going to bring these suk now, so pay attention. Okay? Mm-hmm. And is that true that you couldn't try, they weren't trustworthy? Even when Yerushalayim was being destroyed, there were still people who kept the truth. He had all the issues on a grammar land. You should be a ruler over us because you know the Torah. These are the people hard like a like a garment. That's what they were asked for. You should not be a lecha. You have it. You must be a, 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 a rabbi. And he will answer, He says, you must have this in your hand. You should be a katin. You should be a ruler over us. Right? And then mm-hmm. he would say back, Isaba Yomule Morial, it's the Lord Yechovesh. He says, No, I can't be the ruler. And you saw Elisha, he's swearing. In other words, I am not Kashuv enough to do it. In my house, I have no bread and I have no clothes, which means I don't have. If the guy answered correctly, you see that the people are trustworthy. Don't tell me they're not trustworthy. You see the guy answered right, that he's not a rabbi. Right. What is that? Who told you that this guy's a trustworthy guy? Just because he answered, I don't know Torah. <laughs> It's not a proof that the guy is trustworthy if he says he doesn't know Torah. Because maybe the reason why he admitted, really is a liar. And he's not an Ishimuna. And the reason why he says he doesn't know Torah is because if he says he doesn't know Torah, they'll say he does. And you don't know it. So what are you going to do? Maybe mm-hmm. because he knows that he called out, and that's why he didn't say it. That doesn't mean he's a, he's a true guy. Right. And therefore, the statement that we said that in Jerusalem there was no true people was true. This guy's also a liar. The only reason why he said the truth is because he knows it's like if a, a, a guy has jail passports. So yes, okay, give it to me. I don't have. What are you gonna do? You, you're right. not gonna jail. You're gonna be caught in one second. Mm-hmm. The says, I says, no, this is not like a passport. He could say, yeah, I learned it, but I forgot it. And in fact, he didn't say, I don't have it. It means he's telling the truth. He didn't lie, right? So we're back to the question again. Why are you saying that there's no people saying the truth? Look to people saying the truth. He didn't say that, but I forgot. My lawyer, Chavesh, Kav, 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 Which means, yes, when it came to Torah, they said, they said the truth. When it came to business, they were big liars. And that's what we're talking about. Amen, amen. Okay. Let me stop the recording one second.